From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. While the challenges of farming While the challenges of farming are vast and varied, one often overlooked issue is the risk that comes with the unexpected death or disability of a younger member on the operation. Jessica Groskopf is an extension educator and agricultural economist with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and her latest article up on our website at cap.unl.edu serves as a call for young individuals in the farming and ranching business to take estate planning seriously, highlighting the importance of being prepared. And she joins me now. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Ryan. So you emphasize the unique risks that are faced by young farmers and ranchers, again, particularly those implications that come with their sudden absence in the event of a disability or death. So can you talk about why the impact of a young person's loss on an operation is especially significant in farming and ranching? Yeah, so young people on our farms and ranches usually are not as financially stable as their older counterparts. Often they have young families, and they provide the bulk of the manual labor on farms and ranches. So that really (laughs) highlights the importance, particularly for this younger generation, to be doing some pharmacy and transition planning. And you write that estate planning should be a priority and should be initiated by anybody that is over the age of 18, regardless of their assets. So what are some common misconceptions or hesitations that young people might have about estate planning and how can those be addressed? Yeah, I think most people in general think that estate planning is only for people who are ultra wealthy. And the reality is it can be even more important for younger people or people people with a fewer amount of assets because we want to make sure that those assets are transferred to the correct person. For example, let's say that you're a part of a multi-generation operation. It's you and your parents. You might have other heirs, right, that could inherit your assets, but it might be really important for your parents to receive those farm assets, particularly, let's say, equipment, um, because it's a part of the, the larger operation and not just yours. So that estate planning can make sure that should something happen to you, you know, that equipment goes to mom and dad, uh, maybe rather than to your children. So that's really important when we talk about especially younger producers um, and especially those with with lower net worth, um, being able to utilize these tools because they're at greater risk if something happens to someone who's younger in an operation. In your article, you lay out some uh, key components of an estate plan And uh, so just to run through those here, uh, the first is power of attorney, both for financial decisions and healthcare. So how can somebody choose the right person for these roles and what considerations should be made when they're designating those people? So I think this is a really tough question and you have to do some self-reflection about who is the best person to handle these choices. And I really want to emphasize that these can be two different people. So, for example, again, if I have two siblings and one is a nurse and the other is a farmer or a rancher, I'm probably going to select the nurse to handle my health care decisions, and I'm going to select that farmer or rancher uh, to handle those business decisions. So it's really important that you do some self-reflection about who's the best person in your life. Maybe it's not even a family member um, that can make these choices for you if you become disabled. 
What's really important about the power of attorney designations is that they expire at death. So this person um, only has that capacity under certain circumstances. And then once you die, then uh, we would be looking at your personal representative who would be handling affairs after your death. You also highlight wills and beneficiary designations as important parts of estate planning. So can you talk about how uh, such beneficiary designations can interact with or even bypass a will and then uh, some common pitfalls that young farmers and ranchers could fall into in this area that they should look to avoid? So most of the time, young producers don't have a will. Um, and so what happens is what we see is, is they'll go in and let's say they open a bank account or a retirement account. And on those accounts, there's some sort of beneficiary designation that says, you know, at my death, this, this asset transfers to another person. And so what that does is it can create conflicting issues um, because that bypasses the will. So, you know, maybe you're 18 or 20 years old, you go in, you make all these beneficiary designations, and then you meet a significant other. And you, in your will, um, leave everything to your spouse. But if that beneficiary designation from when you were younger still exists and you never updated that, that creates that conflict. So we really want to make sure that um, if we have made beneficiary designations in the past, that they match our current desires uh, as far as where we want our assets to transfer. Now, the other thing is some younger producers might actually be able to get away without a will um, because of these beneficiary designations. So if I have, you know, a bank account, maybe a title vehicle, you know, I can go in and without seeing an attorney decide where those assets will go because of that beneficiary designation process. So they are useful, but we just need to make sure that if we have both wills and some sort of beneficiary designation, that everything is according to our current wishes. And life insurance can be daunting for uh, people of any age, but especially for those who are just starting out in their career or starting a family. So how can young farmers and ranchers from your perspective determine the right amount of coverage to get and then the best type of policy for their needs when it comes to life insurance? Often when we think about estate planning, we think about going to the attorney. And I would argue we also need to think a little bit more broadly than that and including our insurance agent, especially when it comes to life insurance is going to be really important. So as we look at um, how much insurance you need, you need to answer the question of what you're providing or what you're buying that insurance coverage for. Sometimes we see folks just buy a policy that will cover kind of their end of life expenses. So maybe some final medical expenses and funeral costs. So that would be, you know, a smaller policy. However, many farmers and ranchers have a significant amount of debt and so thinking about potentially uh, purchasing a policy that could pay off all or a portion of that debt at their death can also be a good use for life insurance policy. The other thing we can use a life insurance policy for is in a buy-sell agreement. Um, again, if I'm in a multi-generational business or I have business partners, 
uh, that would also provide some opportunities there to transfer those assets and give uh, that younger producer, the person who's, who's passed away, you know, that, that opportunity to create some liquidity for their spouse or their family that's remaining. So I highly recommend that as a younger farmer and rancher that you work with your insurance agent, talk not only about kind of those end of life expenses, but what your debt load is and what potential needs would be if you were to pass away prematurely, um, how we can transition your family um, from having your income to not. And, and part of that could be done with life insurance. So with estate planning being such a dynamic process for people of, of any age, one thing that we often talk about here from the Center for Ag Profitability when it comes to this topic is that planning is never really done um, because there are always life events and, and changes in uh, the family and the business that can affect this. So um, especially when it comes to young people, how often should they review their estate plan throughout their life? If they are proactive and awesome and get a jump start on it, even at the age of 18, are there specific indicators or milestones that should prompt an immediate review throughout their life? Yeah, I like to say that it, you need to go back to your state plan at every big life event. So you get married, you get divorced, you have kids. Um, these changes in your life are going to probably incite changes in your estate plan. And so, again, we need to go back and make sure that everything still is to our wishes. So going back every few years is, is really recommended. And like you said, it's not a one-time task. It's a continuous process. And also we'll see as there's changes in tax laws and those kinds of things that also might prompt us to come back and review that estate plan. Great. And what's your advice as we close out to young people or to their families on just getting started with estate planning? So I would say to any multi-generational um, farmer or rancher who's listening, whether you're the older generation or the younger generation, you need to start these conversations now. Um, at the beginning of the article, I offer four questions that you need to answer prior to meeting with an attorney. Um, and I encourage you to have a really good grasp on those four questions at the beginning of the article. And I would say you need a team. Uh, we talked about an attorney, but you probably also need an, an insurance agent and potentially a tax accountant to help you uh, make sure that, that this process goes how you want it to go if you were to die unexpectedly. Great information from Jessica Grosskopf. Again, Jessica is an agricultural economist and extension educator based in Scotts Bluff with UNL Center for Ag Profitability. And you can find the full article that she has just written on this topic and take a look at those four questions to ask yourself before you meet with an estate planning attorney. That's on our website at cap.unl.edu and it is linked to in the notes for this podcast. Jessica, thanks so much. Thank you, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.